Hey, it's Dan here. We're about to start, but a reminder, a reminder that we are on video. Now, why you'd want to look at our ugly mugs, I don't know, but if you do, it's beautifully shot. We're on YouTube, so you can actually see the podcast in person. Just look up, get them on side on YouTube. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Get Em On Side. Nice to be back in the studio. Mm. Joel Kane. Howdy, Sean howdy. Amrod, hello to you. Bit of glow about you. How's the Gold Coast? Not bad. Well, that's the makeup, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but don't be you use makeup, mate. This bastard, he, 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 he took. He yeah, I'll, you'll see it later. I'll put on social. No, media. no, you won't. No, you won't because I may have sworn in there. Yeah. But don't pretend you don't wear. We even wear the same we Mac makeup. Oh. By the way, and 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 the reason we wear makeup, um, there you go, is because. We are on. We're now, where are we? We're in this beautiful studio in in NRL headquarters. The soon to be blown up bunker is next door. Um, well, it might be a slightly bigger studio yeah. next year uh, here. But um, we filmed this, so this goes on YouTube apparently. So yeah. all you podcasts and our podcast numbers keep going up. Thank you very much. Um, you can see us. I don't know why you'd want to see us, but um, we can. We're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So get there. Why would you want to tune in to watch us, these three? Well, look at that beautiful Melbourne slick back hair and Ned Kelly beard on you, Sean. (laughs) Because you know when you hear a voice and you don't quite, you can't picture them, right? And Mm. obviously people see Dan and my ugly melon goes on from time to time. But a lot of people will be sitting at home listening to the dulcet tones of Sean the Trader. Going, what does this bloke look like? Yeah. And, and if you think, you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, he's a 6 out of 10. Go to YouTube, he's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, ten, that's a bit high. A little bit high. Come <laughs> What's on. going on here? 10 out of 10. So, Dan, when do you start the um, – so the mail is that Benny Icahn's going to take the CEO role at, at the Bronx. Yes. When do you start NL, NRL 360? What? That's got you written all over it. That, that you and Kenty would be a are wonderful you combination. Fox Sports now. <laughs> if you chat, are running Fox Sports, then this is an important uh, revelation. Would he not be good at that gig? He'd be amazing, and he'd, he'd be he'd be the only reason I probably tune in because it gets me off the off the bit that show sometimes. Does it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, that'd be the yeah. end of me doing this podcast if this was to happen. So okay, Dan would be no good at it. Nah, it's terrible. Well, I don't know. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for the recommendation. I assume that's praise. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, absolute praise. No, haven't heard. No, I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. I don't go into the office. You know, it's the wonderful thing about being a commentator. You never have to go into the office. Yeah, that's right. You just go in, same at Triple M. You just turn up and um, be prepared and do your gig. That's it. Uh, how have you, what, what were your takeaways from, <laughs> like the way I just moved? Yeah, away yeah, you wiggled it. <laughs> no, I haven't heard a thing. Yeah. Um, promise you. Uh, what was your takeaway from the week? By the way, may I say congratulations to Sportsbet because I, I laughed at you. Yep. For your try July because no one would take it. I thought, how embarrassing. For, you've done all this promotion and no one's taken the bait. Well, my God, everybody try this week. Yeah. Had a try. Congratulations. Good money going to the men of league. So didn't you crack like 80 grand or 80K. 80K in the end, yeah. Well, it's good. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later after the Bambies. We'll wrap that up. But uh, mm. Woodsy, Woodsy tried to get involved and they've just pounced upon <laughs> him. And Mike Acevo, what a superstar. You know what's fascinating, right? So what we're going to do. Actually, I'll, I'll save that for later. Okay. I've got a little something for Fergo. All right. Oh, wow. Is Sonny Bill your biggest story of the week? Oh, not for me personally, but I can understand why it is. What's your big one? Uh, big one for the week. It's the, I think it's the Suwali story. The yeah. rule changes. Is that possible, what the punters are talking about po- on your Possible rule changes and, yeah, I, I think that's – you know what I, I can't understand? So what's the reported amount? 1.7 over 3? Something like that, yeah. Right. 
So this is a kid who hasn't even played NRL yet. This is a contract that similar to what uh, Kalen Ponga signed with the Knights, mm-hmm. right? But he'd already played the semi-final. That's right. Already proven himself as first grade. As the rules stand right now, I don't believe he can even play for 12 months. No. So It'll be this week next year because he turned yeah. 17 this week. So he'd be turned 18, yeah. what, in round 16 next year or something. So by the way, good luck to the Suwali family and him. Like, well done. Take it, right? But I just think, would you rather take that gamble? And he does look a little English, a little Ponga. Would you say that's fair? It looks full out to me. Slash Falau, maybe yeah. too, right? He's, he looks like a star. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But if you could have him signed up for three years on, on close to 600000 a year, or you could sign my man Stephen Crichton for five hundred, <laughs> who we know is a lay-down Mazzeer yeah. superstar, who would you take? Uh, oh, I'd certainly take Crichton. By the way, that's another subject. When's he going to be the Penrith fullback? That that they are crying for a creator at the back. That's one, the one missing piece in their team. So Mansour starts to hobble around on the weekend, and I thought, okay, here we go. Montgomery Burns, <laughs> Billy Burns, put him into the centres, shift out. Uh, they move Aikens to the wing, Aikens. and let's see the boy Crichton at fullback. You can't tell me. Remember years ago, right? So they were talking about whether Craig Salvatore would get picked for New South Wales, and they asked Jack Gibson, and Jack Gibson sums up everything in a few words. He said, "Well." Well, Queensland don't want you to pick him, you know. Yeah. Well, well, other teams don't want you to play Stephen Crichton at fullback. Yeah. Mm. It's the one missing thing they got, Penrith, Absolutely. a creator at the back, because you need that that yep. extra playmaker. Yep, sold. Um, I totally agree. But to answer your question, we're only doing this subject as a rugby as a sport because rugby is cha- rugby on the bones of its ass, and mm. we're worried that they're going to produce three million dollars. Was that Let's a, call their bluff. Was yeah. that even a real story? Or was that just completely made up? Like, I've got a feeling, Sean, and and I, I'm by no means a journalist, so I'm only just going off feel, that that would have been a so heavily incentive-laden contract that he would have had to get the $3 million, he would have had to have played for the Wallabies next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it was a, And they don't have that money. Mm. The sport's only going to get... Ten to twelve million in TV money, and all the pay well, cuts. He's going to get ten percent of the entire Rugby Australia yeah, television please. budget. Please, yeah. So I, I would have called their bluff. In fact, I'd still call their bluff. What do you got? Uh, 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 what's going on here? Again, the book, the magic book, the magic book, Dan's book. <laughs> look how uh, crusty it is. Look at look at the. If you're watching on YouTube, it's uh, mate. I haven't used it in about ten years. I, I've found a number. I'm going to call today. Um, we had Vic LaRusso last week, we the other week. Uh, we tried Vivian Richards. He let that go through to the keeper. Yeah, that's not a surprise. I'm going to go with the Bs here. Okay. Yeah, surname B. I love this player. Absolutely love him, Dan. So I reckon we do that a little bit later All on. All right, very good. Okay. I have no control over... The by book. the way, by the way, the book, just to give you an idea... There's 10 dead people in there, minimum. Minimum, yeah. <laughs> these are actually alive, these guys. Yes. Who would all be great guests on the show. Yes. Billy Birmingham. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's a good B. We could have called him up during the um, – I should have, actually, during the um, COVID, COVID time. Stuff. Yeah. Well, when we go into a next lockdown, because now westfield Hurstville's just been gone under, all of the eastern suburbs yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think we're doing interviews again in about two weeks. Okay, so my guest, hopefully, if he answers, is in amongst these people. Bob Fulton, uh, Brian Taylor, Brad Fittler, Bruce McAvaney, Brett Lee, Braith and Astor. Gee, it's stacked, the B page, that's isn't a good, it? That's a – so I don't even know who's in this book. Melbourne Cup winner, Brett Preble. Ooh. Brett Hodgson. Yeah. Okay. But there's a 
There's another bee. Are you coming. using this book, okay, uh, for your two? Your two <laughs> no, 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 no. You it, should. It, no, Shane, the producer, locks this down. The magic book. Um, so there we go. There. Uh, by the way, yes. you've, you've thrown me out a little bit here because the guy I'm after is not actually in these. When, mean, I, I do. Ah, you, you know why? Because yeah, you go B. Because, first name. First name. Because why? it was for the female athletes that would change their name when, when they got oh. married. See, that's how old this book is. Right. When women's <laughs> empowerment wasn't as strong. So 20 years ago, when, right. when a woman would get married and suddenly become something else. It's taken him 10 minutes to work that out as well. Who are you looking for there? And you, <laughs> you couldn't work it, it his out. His name Where does not start with B, <laughs> let me tell you that. I've just gone to O to see if uh, Oprah Winfrey's in here, but she's not at this stage. So uh, <clears throat> Anyway, I'm going to attack this book. Uh, right. While you do that, let's get to the most popular segment of the show. Let's get the guns out. Yep, let's go. All right. Uh, now, this is not Bambi because mm. this is uh, – Bambi's a lovable, um, you know, yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. shoot at this yeah. thing. Kira Maguire from The Bachelor whinging about getting anxiety from social media trolls. Sweetheart, your whole life, you put yourself out there. Your whole life is mm. – put. you in, in fact said you do these shows because it's how you make a living. Deal with it. Stop whinging. You're tuning in to. to Don't be stupid. Do you know the town? Don't be stupid. They are. I tell you what, there's some attractive people on there. Mm. But but I get the feeling as soon as they open their mouth. Well, the producers are going. Are you a car crash? Bang! I want you. Don't they? You know, married at first sight. Mm. Like after people had been carved up on the show, there was something like ten thousand applicants for the next show. Mm. People saw car crashes before their eyes. And there was 10,000 applicants. They saw celebrity. Yeah. And they saw... Oh, They're not... Yeah. That show was hot. It yeah. says a lot about what the about, state of the world, doesn't now, it? Now, how, you would appreciate this, right? You go to certain functions. I remember about three years ago, so before I went to Fox, um, Channel 9 invited me to their launch as yes. a Triple M employee, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was down at a beautiful venue down at um, Barangaroo. And the married at first yeah, sight. Yeah, I was there at that one. What absolute tosses. Yeah. What at, they thought they were the friggin' star. The, who was the big fuck oh, idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Dean. Oh, carried on big, but, you know, just sort of yeah, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there the next year and he was serving drinks. So is, that was. Is, uh, is that right? No, no. no. <laughs> you can see that, don't you? But, um, no. Anyway. Sorry, that's my Bambi. No, no, no. I, well, my Bambi's nowhere near in the same category. But look, Dan, look, this is – I'm going to talk about Mitchell Moses for two reasons. The first thing is that goal kick that he had a shocker with, right? Mm-hmm. No one raises this, and it's totally unfair for kickers. Where are most tries scored, would you say? Yeah, on the wing. On the wing, right? So, therefore, usually close to the sideline, a lot of tries. Mm-hmm. Why is it that in a game that's a billion-dollar game – why should we have a goal kicker? So he misses this kick, and I've got no doubt there's two reasons why he misses this kick so badly. He starts on the AstroTurf. Do you know how hard it is in your run-up to start on the AstroTurf, progress to the grass, and then kick the goal? It completely throws you out. That caused you to go over on the arse, though? I don't yeah. know. He didn't have the right shoes Well, that's on. the other part, Dan. But don't... why do we have stadiums where... Can't we just ramp it out so we know most goal kicks on the sideline? Ben West the- is your Bambi. No, well, <laughs> you're the first person. No, but it's every stadium. Every stadium. The poor goal kickers, if it's on their their side, mm. their preferred side, 
They've got to start on the bloody Astro turf. Oh, then onto the, the gra- it's so deers. hard. The precious deers. <laughs> I mean, hang it's on. It's so hard. We then. have cried for stadiums where you're actually close up. Okay, A and Z. Okay, yeah, that beautiful, yeah. beautiful. The grass goes on for twenty meters. Yep. Because everyone's that far back. But why do we need AstroTurf all the way along? I know for the cameraman to run up and down. I, and I'm guessing that is also uh, on the edges is where it might um, muddy up and flood, and then you've got a dangerous situation. So I'm guessing they're doing that because they, the Sydney Football Stadium is the first place I saw do that, where they had the big strip of Astro turf. Yep. And I'm guessing that is because the way the, the camber of the ground, the water runs towards the sidelines. Mm. So I'm saying the closer you get to the sideline, it, it actually probably would be dangerous. And then all of a sudden, if you've got players slipping off over the sideline, they're going to crash into the fence. Yeah, well, I disagree. That's, that's I've not... got you middle stump <laughs> out of the ground and you know it. Okay, so, right. So now this one's on. On he was slipping and sliding in the first half. Mitchell Moses, yeah, change your shoes. But but they don't even bring him. I, I think. Well, that's. I think nah, he's come out and said that he had the he had the long stops on. He had the right shoes. He didn't the, have the long stops on. Well, he had the moulders on. You know sure. the only person who had the long stops on, the bloke, the Grafton Ghost. He looked up. He saw eight pink jerseys in front of him. The Grafton Ghost. So <laughs> Don. The Don. There were eight pink jerseys in front of him, which meant, Don, if you're on the right wing and there's eight jerseys in front of you, there must be a massive overlap on the left-hand side. Not the Don. Don said, I'm going to go for the try. And the Don scored. And the Don scored with his long studs in the corner. He scored the try. So, Joel, don't do your Why does he do that right? voice? Please. He does that voice. Uh, with that uh, very I love the Don. The Don. And uh, we don't see the long studs enough, Dan. Do we? They're all wearing the moulded boots. That is a disgrace that players only take one pair of boots. That That, that is, is a disgrace. Because you can get caught out by, you know, a, a storm that comes out of nowhere. But they, can... take, they take more than one pair of boots. You, I, I was looking well, for One it. variation. You find me the next pair of steel-studded boots. No, they, no one wears them. Mm. Except the Grafton Ghost. Okay. <laughs> Sean. Well, can I go down a different path? I don't, I'm not, I don't want to shoot a bit. I want to give someone a little cuddle. The the two Bunnings employees and the two police officers that managed to keep their cool under and we talked about these Bachelor in Paradise and Married at First Sight Nuffies oh. giving people airtime that we shouldn't give airtime to. Yeah. These dickheads with cameras and not wearing a, ma- a face mask and all the rest of it. To the Bunnings employees and the two cops that managed to keep their cool in the face of complete <laughs> dickheadedness. Yes. I don't know what else you could call it. Well done to you. I just want to say thank you on behalf of but everyone. But the idiot walks in with the phone, ready ready for the battle, don't they? They want Im- the battle. Imbeciles. Imbeciles. So that's the part that fascinates me, is that with it's it's the use of the camera. So does she think she's in the right the whole time? Yeah, it's, That's the thing. That fa- why would you film yourself being an idiot? We've all dealt with these idiots who, who they're perennial complainers, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're dickheads, basically. Yep. Uh, but what what I would say next time to these people, and I know you you lavish with the praise with them, get your phone out and film the idiot back. Mm. Don't you reckon? Film the idiot back. <coughs> She's got the phone up in your face, and mate, you had your phone up in my face when I was trying to put <laughs> makeup on. I'll punch film you in the, the head. idiot back. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Have you ever punched anyone? I don't yeah. think I've ever punched anyone in my life. Haven't you? Oh, not since school. I told you this story. I punched Clinton Torpy in a game against the Warriors. What? Yeah, Clinton Torpy's got me high. I've punched him, right? And play stops, referee. <laughs> Kane, out you come. Kane? I said, he's doing it to me. He goes, <laughs> I, I just met this referee, uh, ran into him at a pub. 
about yeah. about two weeks earlier. He said, mate, he said, mate, listen. Oh, Tony Archer. He's six That's foot five. That's the worst Tony Archer impression I've ever seen. <laughs> no, it wasn't Tony Archer. Moxine Jadwat, good morning to you. Uh, he goes, that bloke's six foot five. He said, I know he's the instigator. Mm. He said, you keep going at him, he's going to kill you. He said, I'm thinking about sin binning you for your own safety. Moxie. <laughs> worked in the bank, Moxie. Oh, he became very successful, yeah, if I remember. Yeah, it's Commonwealth Bank, I think uh, he worked at. Oh, can I have one more Bambi? Yeah. Um, because you soft-topped it, uh, <laughs> I am so sick of – I love Greg Norman. He was my hero growing up. But whinging because Tiger Woods isn't his friend. Mate. It was on foxsports.com.au. They've had an interview with him, and he left a note in Tiger's uh, mailbox. He lives in a, a kilometre and a half down the road in Florida after he won the Masters, and Tiger didn't respond. Get out. Mate, I, I've never seen someone with such um, relevance deprivation syndrome as the great show. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's give him a buzz now. He's in the book, isn't he? He's in the book. Well, I'm happy to try. I don't think it's him, though. I think it's under uh, G. Represented. Under G. Sure. I don't think he can get Greg Norman direct. I don't think even <laughs> his wife know. can get him direct. You never I know. Uh, Which one? I just I love the shark, but I just hate it that you, you'll notice during majors he'll put himself out there a lot on social media. There's just so much. Uh, can I um just about letters in mailboxes? So a mate of mine who hadn't had a girlfriend for about five years, right? has rekindled this relationship from many years ago. Oh, no. They receive a letter in the mail. Uh-oh. I appreciate you've... Um, I've noticed and appreciate you've got a new friend, right? But would you mind keeping things a little bit quiet? <laughs> oh, no. the, uh, the bloke's on a five-year drought. Let him go. Hang on. House or apartment? Apartment. I was going to say, if it's yeah, a house, yeah, boy, yeah, he really is work. getting things done. Yeah. <laughs> So we got a letter in the mail. Uh, now, how would you? I would calm the farm. Very, very would, quick to share it as well. He's yeah, pretty, pretty happy with himself. Oh, yeah. bloody oath! I'd be so <laughs> proud to get a letter like that. I actually put it on social media. I, I need to find that. Oh, you and your social media. God, yeah. You love a. Uh, no one's You safe. love a social media. Oh, beef, actually, don't you? can we bring forward our guest uh, producer Shane because his battery's running flat. Oh no! Can, okay. Can we can we bring him up the order? Is that a chance? <laughs> We can, right? Eh? We, let, let's get on to him, and you let me know when you're good to go. Okay. So, what was the what were the spats that you enjoyed this week? Chris Walker and Payne Haas. Oh, it was a spatathon. Days of our lives. A spatathon. Chris Walker and Payne Haas. Mm. Tick. Uh, Buzz has a go at Gus, and then Piggy Riddell has a go at Buzz. It was one of the great round robins. Yes. Fantastic. Even though Gus didn't really get involved, but it was fantastic. Uh, in the soccer. Yes. Brenton Speed and Bozza. Oh, what about that? <laughs> How good was that? So, Brenton Speed, uh, he suggests that something should have been a penalty, and then Bozza says, no, it shouldn't have been. And then <laughs> Speedy continues to argue, and then Bozza has the ultimate comeback, which a commentator can't recover no, from. No, no. He says, well,. There's a reason you're the play-by-play guy on the X. <laughs> oh, Bozzy, you can't, dude. Righto, boys. You can't. You can't whack someone go. over the head Here like we go. That. Here we go. My little guest here, I've gone to your book. Okay. And I started with the Bs, but I've gone to the Ns because you go with the first name here. Yes. So there's Nashville Willa. There's all these famous names here. stop reading out? Righto, but my favourite player, he's the only player in history of the game to score... 20 or more tries, four years in a row. Nathan Blacklock, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? 
Mate, oh, outstanding. Li- mate, not as good as you. Where are you? Obviously, you look a golf course, obviously, but whereabouts? Oh, mate, I, uh, I'm up in Tamworth at the Tamworth Golf Club, mate. Uh, got to play with a couple old guys uh, this morning, so been enjoyable. Hey, Ting, we've just come out of Tri-July, right? And the men of league would have been raining with, with money if you were playing at the time. Yourself and uh, Anthony Mundine, the great entertainers, where did all that come from and how did all that start? It was wonderful to watch. Oh, I think Anthony uh, scored a try against... Um, uh, yeah, he, he scored a try um, playing playing Canberra and um, he, did a, he did a somersault. So oh, I yeah. thought to myself, I just thought to myself, well, if I score a try next... I'm going to do a uh, I'm going to do a somersault as well, and then it sort of started from there. And we found out that you know people enjoyed it, and we enjoyed our footy. We sort of showed expression through the way we played footy. One of the we've yeah, seen we some looked, footage here now. Some think, footage. I remember that game he's talking about. They won forty four two at Cogra, but then this was the uh, preliminary final. Where this is Mundine's greatest game. He, he he won this game almost on his own in the second half. Um, that was. A, fantastic um, performance. But um, when did you realise, this is an odd question, Nathan, when did you realise you could do a somersault? <laughs> oh, honestly, like how, how young were you when you tried this and thought, oh, bloody hell, I can actually do this? Mate, living in Tinga, there ain't much to do is either climbing rocks, <laughs> riding cows or doing backwards down the, uh, over the sand hills near the pool. But oh, I started when I was probably six years of age. Oh, my God. Um, doing them doom in Tinga. Uh, wasn't really much to do, like I said. So, and uh, I didn't expect to ever ever do one playing rugby league. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I think I put bums on seats. Um, people come to watch us enjoy rugby league, and I think people are starting to do that now. They really miss rugby league, and it's good to see these guys. Uh, the way to score tries now is amazing. I love that. I love that reasoning. Well, you did one, so stuff you, I'm going to do one next time as well. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey Ting, um, I just think it's remarkable that you know, like Tinga has a population of 850 people. Yeah. Out of that little town, you've got a bloke who was less than 70 kilos, win a Dally M, Preston, Preston Campbell, yeah. right? You've got a bloke who is the only player in the history of the game to represent Australian schoolboys three times, win a premiership in his first year. Owen Craigie. And you've got this bloke here who I mentioned, four years in a row, 20-plus tries, the only one in history. Ting, how do you explain such a small community being able to produce all that? And not only that, the visions of you, Kamali puts a chip and chase through, 110,000 people at the grand final, racing away with what I thought was the premiership at the time, mm. 2 million people watching it. I mean, how, how does a little town produce such a, all those things? I think it's in our blood. Um, we, we sit and watch guys play rugby league when we were kids, and we always thought, you know, I want to play. Oh, shit. <laughs> you there, mate? Uh, I think I think the battery's going. The battery's, the battery's gone. gone. That's all right. That, that, how's that for a tease? <laughs> wow. That's all right. We Poor can get it next time. And he's on a golf course, so we probably won't. That's a good get out of it. I didn't even know I had his number in there. <laughs> yeah. This is the beauty of the phone book, which I haven't seen for about 10 years. Yeah. Nathan Blacklock, my, my favourite player. He, and to be fair, it, it was him and Mundine, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, that was just some of the best football to watch. I was going to ask him, and I bet the answer would have been no. It, it took sports bet, you know, you had to nudge people to, to, to celebrate. But I bet no one, there was, I bet there was no backlash when he and Mundine were doing somersaults yeah. and, and then everyone was doing tri celebrations then. But um, um, that 
grand final try. Oh. I think I've said this on this podcast before. So I was in the worst seats in the house at ANZ Stadium. So I remember the old stands. Yeah, the arches at the back. The arch. Yeah. Right, right up the top. They turned into the best seats in the house when we had the view straight down. Sure, it was 200 metres away, but it was of that chip kick <laughs> mm. and Blacklock takes it and is running towards us. Oh, wow. And the seas part and he just sprit. <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments of at a football game I've, I've seen. He tells a story that he he... He tells a story that he was having a shocker in the weeks leading up to it. He was dropping everything. He was, yes. And he stands up in front of the team and he says, righto, Wadey's picked me in the team. Mm. He said, boys, I promise you, if there's a cold out there, I'll catch it. He said, I'll catch everything. So the ball <laughs> goes, the chip kick from Kamali. He said he sprints at the ball, shuts his eyes. He opens his eyes up. He's got the ball in his hand and there's no one in front of him. <laughs> My hairs are standing up and yeah. off he goes. To score one of the great, premi- uh, well, I thought it was a premiership winning try, yeah. grand final winning try. Unreal. They had so many reasons to win that grand final, didn't they? Like if you replayed that I same scenario in the last 15 minutes, they should have won that grand final mm. a million times. Uh, but How you- Melbourne won that comp? Because the week before they beat Parramatta and they needed, that was a f- phenomenal performance, second year team. They beat Canterbury off a fluke play. Ricky Stewart kicked it into the legs of, I think, Matt Guy, who picked it up and ran 90 yeah. metres. That was in week two. Week three, they beat Parramatta 18-16, where they needed a couple of little fluky things as well. It just proves you, you've got to be an outstanding yeah. team and you need, need luck a to win luck. a premiership. Oh, yeah. need a lot of luck. You know what he also spoke about was they just played, I said, you know, why were you so good? And he said, oh, we played so much footy. It was just, you know, not much to do at Tinga. That's all we did. Do you know how you used to get those real cheap brown plastic footballs, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so he said what they used to do to make them last, he said they'd put a hole in the plastic football. So with those balls, you'd kick them once. Yes. Right? They were very hard at the yeah, end. And, yeah. Yeah, you'd kick them it. once and they'd be dead, right? <laughs> oh. So they, from the get-go, would drill a hole or put a hole for some way with a pen or something and fill it up with water. Oh, God. And then put a bike patch over that, and it would be a heavy ball. Oh, my God. And that's what they'd use the whole time. Yeah. What a, so that's even better than the Johns brothers putting uh, soapy water, the yeah. ball in soapy water. Yeah. Wow. By the way, he's, I, got a, I, was, I watched, and we'll get to some NRL topics in a minute. I accidentally had a bet. It's a long story, but um, I uh, the Monday night AFL game, right, Geelong and Fremantle, could be the worst two hours of my life having to sit there Watching that, there was a bad beat involved as well, but it pissed down rain. Yeah, Sean, why don't they ha- have pimpled footballs in your sport? I'm saying your sport because you're from Melbourne. I know why don't they have what pimpled? Well, so, it's a slippery so we, leather. Oh, so yeah, yeah. in the 80s, we had yeah the 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 leather balls. As soon as it rained, it was a, a cake of soap. Yeah. Mm. So it rains in Perth, and no one can handle the ball. Mm. Why can't we have? Is it going to ruin the sanctity of the game if we had synthetic yeah. balls in AFL? <laughs> I mean, if the handling is 100 times better, it's going to be 100 times better a game. Yeah, ideas committee. It is, a good, it is a good question. I don't know why they've never thought of that. Well, Eddie said – the problem when Eddie says something, because it was his idea about a month ago, mm. everyone just said, oh, it's, there's Eddie going off again because he has an idea every day. Mm. But uh, you think about it. Is it going to affect the kicking that much? I mean, the, no, the bloody kickers from in front of goal can't kick anyway. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's how AFL portion of the show done. David Fafita signs with the Gold Coast. Is he worth the money? Okay, I answer it this way. I think that him and Tino together are oh, worth the money. Tino. 
Oof. I think he, he gave, can be one of the gave, best players in the next two years. He gave Tino a big rap on Twitter, didn't you? Well, I honestly think he's got that bit of Sonny Bill X factor about it. He, he could be one of the best players in the game, mm. not just best forwards, within the next two years. So say that he's $600,000, and what's Fafita? One point. Yeah, well, well, Fafita's 1.25 the first year, but then it drops a little, okay. a little. It's, what, 3.2 for three. So it drops to about a million a year. Right, so if you, if you average those two out at 800, I think it is good buying. Mm. It's a lot of money for a – how old is he, 20? 20-year-old, 21-year-old back 20 rower? Like it's a, player. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Now, granted, he's, he's, he's very good. We've seen how good he is. But for an edge back rower, that's, Who, we're, we're, that's big, big money. Who's worth more right now? Dave Fafita – well, Fafita because he got the money, but he'll paint Haas. Well, this is the thing. Um, I don't know how to answer that. A flip of the coin, but but they're going to kill Haas. By the way, they're gonna, they can't keep playing him eighty minutes. They're going to burn that kid out, yep. and he's going to be he's going to be Aiden Tolman by the time he's twenty five. But to Sean's point, the Broncos already have Tavita Pangai Junior, Payne Haas, and Fafita. But despite having those, which is similar to what the Gold Coast will have with Tino, you know, Mo Fodawake is a great player. Oh, yes, he is, and mm-hmm. also for, um, Tino and Fafita. You still need that half. Yeah. Man. Well, they got Brimson at the back, so they got the back covered. He's been named this week. Yeah, yeah. I noticed but they that, need yeah. a. You're right. They need a halfback. Yeah. Don't forget, Ash Taylor comes off contract this year, million mm. bucks a year. Shannon Boyd retired. Shannon Boyd retired. Bryce Cartwright's asked for a release. So the money is even though they've splashed out on two players, they got money to spend. Absolutely, they got money to spend. Holbrook's smart boys. He, he'll yeah. You, right. you start to see that they're, they're doing a lot of things right, like getting rid of. Cartwright, even though he's, uh, he's asked for a release. I don't know how much I believe that, but that's a great move. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, um, with the half situation. Would you blow up the bunker? I wouldn't blow up the bunker. I'll go first. If you're going to blow up the bunker, fine. But don't blow it up because of that stuff up on Saturday, which was one person who wasn't looking. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a $2 million bunker system flaw. That no. is a human mm. error. And and yep. that's the problem. Doesn't matter what system you come up with, unless it's fully automated, it needs a human at the end of it. So while it ever needs a human at the end of it, you're going to get human error. Is that that? That's not that situation. Wasn't an error. They were, must have been watching something completely different. Sure, that, that think, wasn't a. I called that one for Fox, and there were two things I think he was looking at. Was there a push in the back? Right. Did Jack Williams, the Cronulla player, push Matt and Dufty in the back? No, he didn't. And then I think everyone at the original time assumed that Williams got there first. So clear, just simply, was it grounded? He's quickly looked at the push in the back. Oh, yeah, the ball's been grounded. That's it. Because he only looked at one or two replays. I've got the answer to this, right? And the answer is what you said. It's human error. One person makes a human error, right? And this is where I think the Dally M gets it wrong, right? Because... Triple M, do you guys do three, two, one for Triple M? No. But a lot of outlets do, right? ABC, yeah. 2GB, whoever it is, NRL Nation, who I call for, uh, Dally M. They mostly go three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? None of them align, right? No. So somebody's a clear cut winner here or leader here. Somebody's a clear cut leader here. So there's all experts involved doing this, yep. but someone's wrong, aren't they? They can't mm-hmm. all be right. So someone's wrong. So where I'm landing here, Dan, mm. is what I'd also like to see with the Dally M is consensus. Consensus takes away the howler. People will see a Dally M vote or an NRL Nation vote or whatever else, and they go, how did he get three? Because one person has come up with a howler, right? Yeah. That's how they get it, which ultimately could decide the award. What, you want three men in the bunker? Well, you don't even have to be in the bunker. As long as you've got access to the footage, 
I'll tell you what, even this, right, and, and this would never happen, but it would work. Triple M are calling the game. ABC's calling the game, 2GB, Channel 9, Fox, whoever it is, right, as long as you've got the odd number, three or five, whatever it is, if you all just press the button, you'd never land on a howler. That would never happen. But my point is consensus. Well, you, you want the radio people to decide <laughs> the video referee. Do you think... Okay, I gamble on no. games, Joel. You don't want me anywhere okay. near that no, I'm button. So, I'm, but my point is you'd never get five media outlets no, right. getting a howler, right? Mm. So if you have three or five people who quickly, with technology, can do it, just go... Try, no, try, try. You you would completely avoid the howler. Two people are not going to get that wrong no. on the weekend, two no. or three. Or three or five are not going to get that wrong. But you know what? Mm. Yeah, he had has an assistant, Steve Clark. Yeah, so, but yeah, but like But they don't have to do they actually confer with one each other and go, What what do you think here? Or has he just got the final say? Like, oh no, no, it's Steve sure. Clark absolutely has the final yeah. say, but he has an offside it might be I think it was Ben Galea. But also too, do we need to know like the pressure that we all know it's Steve Clark making the decision. No. Boom, boom, boom. Green light, green light, red light. The Greens win. Try, no try. You would avoid the cons- You would avoid the howler, Dan. I get you. You don't agree? Uh, I think you're creating an even more... Comp- you, you're, yeah. you're not wrong, but it, geez, you're creating them. How about this? Would you get more right? Don't miss... The- <sighs> would you get more right? Yes not or no? Not necessarily. You don't think consensus would be one person's decision? Probably. Do but- your commentators in the call... Get it right more than the bunker gets it right. Not necessarily. As a collective, you think the bunker gets it right more than you get it I right? I think so. Do you? Because they know the rules. Okay. They they absolutely know the rules. I'm not, but we know the bunker doesn't get it right all the time. I disagree. I'm with not that. saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're creating a very. How about this? When a guy grounds the ball very clearly, you get it right. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, consensus. We need three or more deciding this. Paul Green to the Warriors. Am I reading this right, or are we just making? Are we putting two and two? By the way, this is my Bambi. Sorry, I'm late on my, my real Bambi. Yeah. I said this on Fox the other night, so I'm sort of reheating something here. Cameron George. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you to say that Jeff Tuvey doesn't fit your criteria to be coach? I thought that one of the most insulting things I've ever heard. Now, Jeff Tuvey might be the right guy for the Warriors, but to say he doesn't fit the criteria. You got Cameron's number in there? Cameron George, yeah. No. Oh, no, okay. You would have that. What's their criteria? Yeah. Did he actually divulge? I don't know, but apparently if you make a grand final, that, doesn't, that means you're out of the criteria. <laughs> I just found that. I don't. Of course. It's your right to pick whoever you want to be coach. But don't say, don't insult Jeff Toovey by saying you're not good enough for us. Mm. The Warriors have done sweet FA in 25 years. Um, they've been the greatest underachievers in our game. Now, what they're doing needs to be separated. The fact they have sacrificed, and I think we need to reward them next year. I've said that on this podcast before. But don't defecate on someone's career by saying he doesn't fit our criteria. I mean, please. He's missed the mark with his language there. I think yep. if, he, if he had his time again, he probably anyway, would I haven't done my research here, right? But three years Jeff Toovey coached, right? One grand final and uh, I think two I th- finals. I think two years he coached in the 300s defensive column and one in the 400s, right? Can somebody tell me the last time the Warriors got in the 400s? <laughs> so if he did it three years in a row, did did the have the Warriors ever been... In the 400s. 
So that may be why he doesn't meet their criteria. Again. <laughs> Just, Seriously. <laughs> I can't believe, based on his defensive efforts, how he's not in the top 16 coaches at the moment, Jeff Toovey. It's ridiculous. You know what? Because there's a perception. Might be accurate, but there's a perception he's just a rah-rah guy. He's not a he's not a tactical guy. Okay. That's the perception. Yeah. I'm not I have no idea if that's that he's just a motivator. He's a Tom, out of the Tommy Radonica school yeah, of, of, of I disagree, coaching. but fair enough. And you you're probably right. But that and, and that's up to Jeff to change that. Whether he goes on NRL 360 and shows his tactical acumen, I don't know, but that's that's a perception that unfortunately is stuck get him with. on the show next year. On this show? No, 360. Uh, I know where you get that from. <laughs> Kenty and Dan's show. Uh, just before we get into the games, Dan, I want to talk about Tri-July. Well done to the players. Yes. As you said, they started yes. slow. And it's a shame we're not going on with this because I reckon the players will continue with this anyway. Of course they will. Uh, Mike Acevo, boom. Here comes the carver. Uh Perfect stuff. Sione Katoa, he just keeps scoring. Uh, Micah keeps scoring. You can't believe that he scored so many on the left. Now, do you think Sione Katoa knew? Who was it? Henry Fafi or one of the uh, – someone from 20 years ago did the coconut yeah, celebration. Yeah, it was Fafili, wasn't it? Do you think Katoa knew it? Because Katoa's so young. Or do you think he's just come up with that on his own? Because it's such a great visual. Yeah, I Jesus is a good game. I'm, I'm so sorry, Steve Clark, poor bugger, that he stuffed it up because this was a fantastic game. Yeah, what a bit. <laughs> Ravalawa. Oh, There's your man, me. Dan. Yeah. That could cost me big time at the end of the year. There's your man, yeah, Dan. Yeah, but no, I think you're going to be okay because Dufty and Lomax. They've only got three try scorers. Lomax, Dufty yeah. and Ravalawa. So here's what, we've, here's what we've done at Sportsbet, right? So Blake Fergie Ferguson, can you believe he hasn't scored a try? He actually scored the first try of the year. Went to the bunker, no try. <laughs> Right, he scored the first try of the year, no try. He still hasn't scored, and this drought's just going and going and going. I believe he's going to break it this week, right? So whilst try July's finished, eighty thousand dollars of the men of league, um, we're going to extend it for Fergo. So he, his next try, if he celebrates, five thousand of the men of league. Now here's what I'm doing as well. I'm going to send out a petition, right? Dear Brad Arthur, mm. can you play Fergo on the left for one week? That's where all the tries are. <laughs> And the other thing is, I've sent a letter out to Charlie Staines' mates, right? Because Charlie Staines scored four tries in his only game so far. His mates went from corner to corner to cheer him on. Mm. I'm calling for Charlie Staines' mates to go to Fergo's match and just get around him there. Strike rate's unbelievable. Who would you rather be on this week, Ferguson or Ryan Hall? Someone's going to yeah. break their drought. Yeah, both. I think both. Both, will, both very yeah. suitable games. Yeah, yes. you might, might be able to do a little special there if they both score. Yeah, Tamalolo hasn't scored. Have you, got, have you got approval to be given away money for this? Or no have you just way. Gone rogue? You just yeah, gone rogue. rogue. Okay. Yeah, what, rogue. what about he's, he's scored the greatest no try of all time? Oh, wasn't it? Okay, do you include that vision in the ad next year? I say yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even though it's no try, <laughs> yeah. it's such a spectacular. Example of our game's yeah. athleticism. Absolutely. Right. Now, we started Cogra on a Thursday night. Dragons and South Sydney. This is a good game. Um, $2.50, $1.54. South, very warm favourites here. Minus four and a half. They welcome back a couple of key players, Latrell Mitchell and Liam Knight. Big loss for the Dragons, Adam Clune. Not so much because of Adam Clune, even though he's been very steady, but it means Ben Hunt goes back to seven. Cam McInnes goes back to nine. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the Dragons had all their problems, and mm-hmm. they've looked so much better with Hunt at nine, McInnes at 13. Yeah, it's. I actually had that exact quote written down. It's Yeah, it's not really the, the outs. It's more what they just revert back to. It's where they had all their issues earlier in the year. Um, I just can't catch... South at all this year. I was pretty bullish on them last mm. last week, and granted that they, they 
conceded a lot of fluky tries, including the last one at the end when it, when it, when scores were tied. But at, at Cogra, I don't know. This looks a, a, a touch big for me. I don't like the look of the Dragons lineup, as we said, because it reverts back to to their old issues. But um, purely on numbers, I just. I, as I said, I, I can't really catch South, but I think it's a point or two too big this one. So I'll be on the Dragons at home. Yeah, I'm the same, actually. I've, I've got only two and a half, the Dragons. What I would like to see, Dan, further to your uh, point around the makeup, I'd like Tristan Saylor to start in the halves yeah. and just get Corey Norman to play halfback, keep Ben Hunt mm. at hooker. I remember last year they played and it was all tied up and then a controversial try at the end, Campbell Graham in the corner, yes. right on the bell. That, that separated them. So for me, uh, I'll take the Dragons, but I don't, Really like the game. Mm. Uh, me too. I think you've nailed this line. I was hoping it would be three and a half, um, but four and a half makes it tricky. Oh, I just think South might have a little bit too much football in them with Latrell at the back. Um, now that Liam Knight's back, the the South City forwards now at least can at least match sway with the Dragons. Tarek Sims back for the Dragons. South have won six of their last seven against the Dragons. Very close ones involved there, but I'll take South, but again with absolutely no confidence. By the way, scores from last week. Sorry for going out of order. We were pretty ordinary. Now, who did you tip Gold Coast and Penrith, Joel? Uh, Gold Coast. Okay, well, you went five and three, so you had a great week. Sean and I went three and five. Yeah, not great. Uh, Right, we go to the next uh, game. Now, this is at the SCG, apparently. Yeah, it was due to the COVID... COVID stuff out the west. That's what made the move. Is that right? I'm yeah. thinking, geez, Campbelltown's taking a while to get going uh, because obviously the pitch was no good. But Warriors now, um, George Jennings and Daniel Alvaro play their first game in Warriors colours. Patrick Herbert and Wade Egan are in. Out, Fusatua, Mamalo, Harris, Tavita. The Tigers um, lose Packer, Eisenhuth. Cheekham, good to see Cheekham on the road to recovery. In comes Twall, that's a good one. McKayley's a good one, and Luke Garner. So I'm not sure they lose all that much there, the Tigers. Gee, it's a big start. 14 and a half as we record on a Wednesday morning. Sugar? Yeah, look, at what I'll do here, Dan, um, a lot of people have been asking about how we arrive at our starts. And, oh. and, and for two year, three years now, we've been profitable with our tips. So I thought I might share this and use this game as an example. So... At every week, start of every week, we do our ratings. So our benchmark teams, and I've actually got three now. I've got the Roosters, the Panthers, and the Melbourne Storm on zero, right? So fully fit teams based on available players now. So you're removing Radley and those sorts of types, right? Now, I've got the Tigers, their mark at 11, which means that if they played those teams on a neutral venue, on average, I think those teams would account for the Tigers by 11. How do you get to 11? Well, that's just my, my that's gut feel. feel. Okay. Yeah, and you adjust that every week, right? right. So, so you benchmark down to the, the lowest team. Now, the lowest team so happens to be the Warriors for me now. So are they 16? Or that, no, you, you just. So what I'm saying is it's not like one. It's not a stack. No, no, no. It's actually the just. The fourth team is a minus four. Yeah, it's basically like, say, say the Roosters, for example, on neutral territory, fully fit with the current squad they have available. What would be their average winnings margin against the Warriors, right? And I've got it in the climate. I had it at 26. <laughs> right. But now that Parsi, Fusatua, Mamalo go home, I've now got it at 28. It's out the gate. It's worth noting, this is the, as, as far as ratings go, this early in the year, although we're about halfway in, I've, I've never had such disparity between um, top and bottom and also the third, fourth worst teams in the comp. Yeah. We've got some really bad teams Warriors, Bulldogs, um, Titans. Titans. 
they're really out the gate. So it's a, it's a bit of a strange year. So what have you got? Just so my benchmark of those three on zero to the Warriors at twenty eight. What's your range? <laughs> when the lines when the range is that big, you can't put too much weight on a couple of points here or there. I've got it about twenty six, twenty six and a half. So similar sort of range, yeah. right? So God, that's just a big line. So it's just back to the old... you can work this out for me, Dan. Yes, so yes. the Tigers have eleven, yeah. right? I've already counted 26 out to 28. So that's 17. 17. Now, the SCG... So you're not that... Okay. Now, your record stands up for itself. So I'm I'm not trying to shoot holes in it. I'm just trying to devil's advocate. There's no horses for courses mentality in what you're doing. There is. So if there's... there's, I'll also factor in recent results and and those sorts of things as well. Now, it's at SCG, Mm. which is not the advantage they get Leichhardt, et cetera. Well, I, I don't think it's neutral because of the fact they're... I still think it advantages the Tigers being in Sydney, right? It's a six so, o'clock game. No one's going to be. Yeah, but I'm giving them a point, right? So, <laughs> okay. So, what do we take that to? Eighteen. Now, what's the line? Fourteen, 14 and, a half? and a half. Yeah. So for me, I've got it to eighteen. The Warriors needing eighteen on average. The line's fourteen and a half. So, which way would I be going? You'd be going the Tigers to cover. Absolutely. I'm going to be a real prick here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wonderful ten minute dissertation. <laughs> I just said West Tigers minus 14 yeah. and a half in two seconds. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> producer Shane wanted an explanation, so I've done that. And anyway. it's a great explanation, yeah. and, and you're consistent. I'm up and down like a yo-yo. You two are very consistent, so there's a reason for that, Sean. Um, yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, West as well. I just think the, the I think last week for the Warriors might have been their, the, the last gasp, the, the last effort for the year. They've got lone players. I don't know how they're going to fit in and gel at yeah, I think it could get a little bit ugly. I, I, I judge the Warriors on this score. If they have a good week, I predict they're going to have a bad week. <laughs> oh, honestly, and it tends to go that way. They were great against the Roosters. Yeah. And I think 18-10 was an unfortunate score for them. They were closer than that. They could have won that game, even though you never felt like they were going to win. Um, so I feel like this one might be the off week. And I do get the sense the West Tigers, as proven by the Brisbane flogging, mm. if they can smell a bit of blood in the water... They might go on and really give it to the Warriors once they get on top of them. Yeah, cavalry back as well. And I'm just going to Google dissertation. What does that mean, oh. dissertation? <laughs> Brisbane-Cronulla is our Friday night game. Yay, the Broncos on a Friday. Um, minus four and a half. Do you think Channel 9 regrets having all these Broncos games? Probably. Oh, they want to. Probably. I don't know if they do because I still think people watch. Mm. It doesn't affect Fox because they do all the games anyway, so it doesn't matter to them. But... It's a big call for nine. They've only got three. You mm. want to you want to get them right. So on those ratings versus benchmark, Broncos are the hardest team I think to appraise. Do you reckon, Sean? Oh, yeah, I've got them at eighteen for what it's worth. Um, Turpin, Turpin backs a good in. Yes. Uh, Boyd goes to fullback. I don't know about that. Maybe defensively it's now, okay. Now Milford, I'm told, was going to be dropped, but then Croft was injured, so Milford goes to six. Dearden at seven. But he's also – I don't know if he's that fit. Is no, he? he's not. He, he looked – Milf looked mm. far from fit. That, that hammy looked – he had the big blue um, strapping on last week. He looked far from fit. So they might just not have anyone left. So, jeez, um, what a – I found this the hardest game. game to do because Connor Tracy, halfback for Chad Townsend. Now, Sean Johnson is playing some pretty damn good football, but he's on his own here as a playmaker. Connor Tracy's a good player. I'm not saying he's yeah. not, but he's a runner. Yeah, he is a runner. He's a runner. So Two, two runners. All – yeah, and Johnson – He's going to have to bit. There's no Moylan. Kennedy's not a creator. Yep. Kennedy's good. He he hunts around the middle. Can Tracy tackle Joel? But can Johnson do it on his own? No, can he? I'm yeah, asking. Yeah. yeah. Well, then that's a median upgrade, isn't yeah. it? Oh, wax, Bambi. Mate. Wow. 
Um, four and a half is the start again. God, these tricky lines that you people keep mm. putting up. They've won the last six, the Broncos. Against Cronulla. Against Cronulla. And they sent the baby Broncos down last year and they got the job done. Yeah. You know, the Sean O'Sullivan, Xavier Coates. Broncos are going to win this game. I've got a feeling they're going to win <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. We must be idiots. Yeah. I've got a feeling they're going to win too. Huge. You know what we'll probably see? I wouldn't be surprised. Herbie Farmworth's been training a bit at fullback this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays some fullback. I wouldn't be surprised if Milford's actually out. Yeah, me too. Right? And the halves are Corey Pakes and um, Dearden. Hmm. Well, Pakes is a halves player. So it's a brand He's not new a hooker. spine. It's a brand new spine you present. And it's mm. a. Fafita's been named also, hasn't he? No. No. Has he not? No. 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 Sharks for me, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Spend a dime on this game, I don't think. Okay. Uh, uh, tricky line. Which way do you think the punters will go? That's actually another thing we should predict. Like, will that line change? I suspect that line's not going to change that much, actually, because it's such a tricky one. Yeah, well, if it gets into three and a half, then that's then all of a sudden it's inviting for the Sharks. Hasn't the tune changed with these two? Uh, when we went into COVID, they were two from two, the Broncos. Yes. Can win the comp, blah, 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 blah. The Sharks were none from two on their way yeah, to a spoon. Spoon, yeah. You know, that thing's oh, they were $21 change. for the spoon. They were still, I maintain they were still good value. Roosters Gold Coast. Uh, this is at the, is this at the SCG? Yes, it, it is. is. <clears throat> $1.05, $10 the coast. 22 and a half is the line. 22 and a half. That that the Roosters their winning margin at the SCG I think is is bigger than that on average. Every week I watch the Gold Coast I think well that is an honest team that does not give up that doesn't have much but they don't give up twenty two and a half. Mm. I'll go first. Roosters. No 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 no. Ro- I, like I you can just see sold the, it to us. I can see this being uh, thirty two to six. Okay. Like not sixty to six, but I could just see the Roosters scoring two or three late just to really blow it They've out. They've got an hour in them, haven't they? The Gold Coast. They just yeah. sort of hang in there and then it goes away. But from the grand final team, who are they missing? Tupo, Brett Morris, Crichton, Cordner, uh, Radley, mm-hmm. Verrills. You know, there's a bit of a list not there. I'm a big Holbrook man. I think that's a little bit too big. I'm going to go the Titans. Okay. okay. Yeah, they are somewhat honest. But the thing about the Roosters is they, they just go from zero to 100 miles an hour in three seconds. They're just an absolute beast. So it might it might be a little bit of an arm wrestle early. Been a clumsy couple of weeks for them. Yeah, that's okay. During that's that's t- why I think... Yeah. They're going to hit the ground here I this week. I haven't checked. Usually I'm all over the weather, uh, the weather zone <laughs> app this week, but I'm, I haven't yet. But if it's dry, 3 p.m. at the yeah. SCG, open space, it, I just, yeah, this could get ugly. Here's my issue with the Tides. Not gonna, they don't score many points. Um, they scored 14 against Penrith last week. One was a runaway try off a of Penrith kick. Yeah, One was off. They, uh, and 11 of their 25 tries have come off their own kicks. Right. So they don't create much. No. And against the Roosters' defence, how many tries are they on us? The bet for me in this game would be Gold Coast under 10, but Brim- I don't think he'd get good odds for Brimson that. Brimson play, you reckon? I hope so. He's in jersey 21. That that poor bugger deserves a, you know. Mm. Where does he play? Because Corey Thompson's a rock at the back. You'd play him off the bench, wouldn't you, AJ? But then you've got to, Tanner yeah. Boyd, who's actually done some nice things. North Queensland Canberra is our five thirty Saturday game, um, Townsville Stadium, which is not proven to be much of a home ground this year. Um, 
even though uh, it's a beautiful venue. Minus eight is, oh, again, the gutless sport. Come on, sports bet. <laughs> Go one way or the other here. You've left it at minus eight, teetering on the brink here. Cowboys, $3.10. Canberra, $1.37. Charles Nicole Clockstad, the big out. But John Bateman has been named at number 11. So that's, geez, I thought he was never going to play again in Australia. But mm. um, he's done it with a bit of time to spare before the finals. They're a better team with this Dejanazi playing 5-8. I, I like what I've seen from the Cowboys. A bit more solid in defence. Um, you mentioned the fluky tries from Canberra. I, I actually think the Cowboys will win this head-to-head. Oh! I can only get it to five and a half. What's the line at eight? Eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Cowboys camp. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. They do get Bateman back, but they, they really are injury-ravaged, um, the Rays, and it's only got worse off the back of last week. But that game could have easily gone the other way. And this line is nowhere near what it is. If if South win that game, um, it's probably closer to what you reckon it is. Maybe six six and a half, something like that. At at home with the injuries, I think Maguire Maguire's out here. Maguire is suspended. Small small out. But I've, yeah, I've got to be on Cowboys. At home. See, I think that's suspended. a big out. That's a big out. Mm. I think it's a big out. Yeah, it's a huge out. He gives them so much production. I didn't know he was suspended. Yeah, no, he fought it last night, uh. and um, so they named him, and then and then he got uh, rubbed out last night. That's his eighth charge in three years. Uh, I've done so much Cowboys football that I can't trust them. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Canberra. Just I this just to consider, trust. though, Dan, they've had a huge month, the Canberra Raiders. They played the Melbourne Storm, mm-hmm. just went down to them. They had the big win against the Roosters, a big fight last week against South Sydney. McLean is oh, back, yeah. which does oh, yeah. offset a little bit. Um, it's a lot of start. I'll give you that. It's a lot of start. Yeah. Now, you know what? You talk me into uh, Canterbury against New, uh, Newcastle against Canterbury. I'm not letting you talk. I me didn't into talk this. into Newcastle. I was on Canterbury. <laughs> you let you talk me into Newcastle against. Someone Canterbury. talked you into something. I don't know who it was. Bloody hell! Um, so what have you done in the end? Canterbury. 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 Okay, I'm, I'm Cowboys. Manly Penrith, a good game on a Saturday night. Um, Manly two dollars forty five. Penrith a dollar fifty five. And again, the four and a half start. Yeah, that's a good line. I think Manly's going to win this outright. But mate, your, your Canberra argument is my Penrith argument. I think they've had a big month. Mm. They've won what five or six in a row. I just see them in a little bit of a gully. Last week against the Titans, they really struggled to put them away. Give me Manly. Last two for Manly at Brookie. They should have beat Newcastle controversially. That ended. They should have won it anyway. They beat Parramatta without Adam Fanua Blake. Brookie's yes. a huge advantage. Yes. Um, I'll side that way as well. Uh, no Coruscant is still Dad, significant. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Four and a half is it's a lovely start if you're on a lovely starting point for Manly at home. Shauna? Yeah, it is. I agree. Put one out for Manly. Love them at Brookvale. Um, this looks low scoring. They get kick out back, which is obviously a huge in for Penrith. But yeah, at home, you've got to be on Manly. Can I tell you, go and watch. I've been studying uh, Nathan Cleary very closely, mm. right? So he touches the ball as a halfback more than anyone in the comp. You watch this when you call in the next game, Dan. Yeah. The dummy half, basically. So the game plan for many clubs has worked to this point and then halves are on either side. The game plan for Penrith, I'm convinced, is just just follow Nathan. Whatever he wants to do. So the hooker gets up, where's Nathan? Bang. The ball goes to him 90% of the time. And where I'm getting to here is... You watched the tries last week against the Gold Coast. Every single time, the try goes to the side that Cleary's standing on. Now, my point here is there's overlaps. He's throwing the ball out to overlaps. If Cleary's on the left-hand side... Stack that side. So if you're on the left wing for the other team and Cleary's on the left side, the ball is 
very, very unlikely to come your side. So you need to be selfless and, and concede an overlap on your side and double team on the Cleary side. By the way. Are you with me? Yes, I'm totally with you. Coruscant named in 18. Yeah, yeah that, that's a worry. That's a worry. So just be careful if you're going to launch a... And can we please see... Ivan Cleary, he's done a wonderful job. Can we see more Matt Burton, for God's sake? Yeah. The kid can play. Um, but anyway, they're flying, so they don't need my advice. And they've won... I can't believe this. They've won three of their last four at Brookie. Wow. Oh, that really stunned me. Canterbury-Parramatta is the Sunday afternoon game. Uh, well, the first one. This is a 2 p.m. game at Homebush. Yay, we're back at Homebush. Um <laughs> $6.50 and $1.12 are the odds. And the line here at the moment is 17 and a half. Mm. Now, they played the season opener. Canterbury held them to one try, 8-2 Parramatta. The year before, last year, late last year, Canterbury beat Parramatta 12-6. So their last two meetings, Parramatta have scored a total of two tries. Mm. Are you going to take them with... Effectively, eight, three converted tries, head start going to Canterbury. I'm not. I, I think Canterbury will keep them honest here. My gut's sort of saying that, but my numbers are disagreeing. So I think they need 19. The line's 16 and a half. Is that what you said? Seven and Seventeen and a half. And a half. And a half. Yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks pretty spot on this one. My only concern is it's during the day. I think Para just have far too many points in them. You realise like, it's not November. The weather's rubbish. No, I've just looked here. 90 degrees and sunny. Really? Yeah, flat okay. track. Okay. So I don't I don't really love it. It's it really is a toss of the coin, which is the idea with handicaps, but I'll, I'm just gonna lean the way of, of Paramount to put on a big score here. Can we have I've got an idea for sports bet. Which way are you going, Joel? Uh You're I'll going go Paramatta. Paramatta. You know how um is it pontoon? So it's which is virtually blackjack, but you can um Settle your bet if you don't like the first two hands. You, know, you can you can you can give up the bet and lo- only lose half the investment. When we we saw on Sunday afternoon at two p.m. and it was bucketing down, yeah, and we're all on Newcastle. Some of us are on Newcastle. I would have immediately accepted the half investment back. So you've got the cash out option. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a cash out option. I could have just done that. Um, I would have when when I saw it bucketing down. I thought, "There's no way Newcastle is going to be Canterbury by sixteen and a half in this yeah. halftime bailout." Even pre-game bailout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. the half. Yeah. Exactly the half. Well, the halftime bailout. That's disadvantaged. I mean, I'd love that, <laughs> but the pre-game. Yes, yeah. you can the pontoon. Let's call it the sports bet pontoon. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mind that. Okay, uh, Melbourne Newcastle is our final game of the week. This is a good game. Well, it would have been a great game had Newcastle not had half their side out. Jeez, that skinny odds for Melbourne. Now, where's this game? Suncorp. Is it Suncorp or Sunshine no, Coast? Sunshine Sunny Coast. Coast. That's what I thought yeah, too. Yeah, Sunny Coast. So, Chris Randall goes into the nine jersey for Newcastle. They've kept Kurt Mann at six. Um, Tex Hoy's not in the 17, which is a bit surprising. No McCulloch, no Matautia, no Watson. Melbourne looking red hot. 12 and a half is the start. Bit too big, I think. It seems crazy, but I think is Cam Smith potentially getting better? Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. It's just it's it, it's hard to fathom, but I think he, just from on what that, seen last week he was unbelievable. I don't think he'll retire, but I'm tipping that no player in the history of the game has retired on a with a Dalian medal around their neck. Imagine that. 
I did say he's only he's only one off the one off the lead. Now. He could win that, couldn't he, Dan? Harry Gray can't win. You don't he think can, he can get go the distance? I would love to see it, but you imagine. I mean, he's a guy on a loan in his first year, winning the Dally M, and you know it helps. One of the great so. stories. You know what helps though? So? He's so lovable, isn't he? Like he's a, he, Cam Smith, not really. No, no, that, that's my point. <laughs> Harry Grant is. I don't get the hate for Cam Smith, but I've said that yeah. on here before. Um, you think twelve and a half is too big? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so Newcastle for Joel, Sean. Yeah, I think we're, we're really going to see what the Knights are made of here, and you know, how much starch that um, Adam O'Brien's brought to the team. Because obviously they're they're down on a lot of troops, but. I think we are going to see them turn up in defence. They were, they were, I know it was pissing down rain last week, but they were shit house against the mm. Bulldogs. We might see a little response here. Well, we know this dummy half can tackle. Yeah. 70 tackles in there. Yeah, that. that's yeah. right. Do we think now Phoenix Crossland has been preferred to Tex Hoy? I've found that surprising. Mm. Um, but uh, Crossland's a halves player, isn't he? I think. You know, when you start seeing stuff like that, you start to think, oh, is Tex been loaned somewhere? Or is. We're going to see some loans between now and Monday. Yeah, Monday's the cutoff, isn't and, it? We've and, got to have a cutoff at some point. And why do I say Texoy? Because they must be shopping for a number nine. So maybe a club saying, well, we'll take Texoy. Right. A, a team who's in the running for the finals, we'll take Texoy mm. and we'll give you a backup nine. So, mm. for example, the Tigers got heaps of nines lying around. Uh, the Cowboys have Ruben Cotter, Granville, Robson. I'd be pinching one Granville of those. Granville would be handy. Yeah. As, as a half-year player, yeah. you wouldn't want to put him on a long-term contract because he's 31. But he'd be handy. Uh, Melbourne, for me, um, I could just see Newcastle running out of puff with 25 to go in this one. Mm. Here's one for you. Just after round six, the Fox, Josh Adokar and his partner, had a baby. And he wasn't really scoring tries at the time, Fox. Round seven, after the baby arrives, baby Fox, he scores a try, Melbourne win. Round eight, he scores a try, Melbourne win. Round nine, he scores a try, Melbourne win. Round 10, he scores two tries, Melbourne win. Round 11, he scores two tries, Melbourne win. He has been scoring and winning ever since Baby Fox turned up. Okay, very good. <laughs> the Baby Fox. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a fair player. He's also a player. going, Sean? I think uh, Knights to cover in a, in a bit of an arm wrestle, this one. Okay, I hope you're right because I'm doing that one on... Um on radio on Sunday. Uh, all right, best bets, gents. Tigers to cover. Manly off the stick for me. Oh, hang on, we've fired off early there. I know it's a problem you two gentlemen have had in the past, but okay, now that we've played the fancy opener, say it again. Uh, the mighty Tigers to gallop past the Warriors. Okay. Mm. Wow. Manly, manly off the stick. Ooh, okay. I would have had that too, but I'm going to wait for Arpy Coruscant. If he's playing... I would just hold off on that. Mine is Tommy Talao to score a double against the Warriors. Warriors are hideous left side defence. So we're on the same page in many ways. Yes, I don't think Tom, Tommy's not a big try scorer, but I just think that he might go a bit. Either that or Ryan Hall to score a double, and I might double those up. Um, Why don't they get around Ryan Hall if he if he gets over? Yeah, he seems actually quite popular there. Mm. I actually like him, mm. and. Uh, uh, it'll be nice to see him get over. I think we're done, gents. We're done. This has we're been done. a long podcast. Yeah, Sugar Try Score <laughs> Bingo too. Check that out. Oh, what now? Uh, I forgot to put mine on last week, and it sounds like I made a good decision. We missed by one. They go to the video ref for Katoni Stags. No try. That cost us. That's it. As always, Beauty. gamble responsibly, folks. Goodbye.